¿Y qué dije el otro día? Ah, platicando, conversando y... No, no. Conectando. Platicando. Conversando. And something else. Ok, erase that part. <laughs> Welcome to Authentico. This is Gabriela. And Junior. Back to the drawing board. This podcast is created with you in mind. The Latino professional and business owner determined to succeed. Por eso conversamos en dos idiomas and discuss a wide range of topics. As diverse as our audience and provide you with tools and resources. Esperemos que les guste. All right, so you've tuned in. Super excited that you've done that. Today's topic is going to be uh, uncomfortable. It's going to be sticky. It's going to be one that a lot of people avoid, especially in corporate America, where you're driven to accomplish the goals, deliver, 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 and help move the organization forward at all costs. So if you are in that type of, of environment, this will be a little sticky, a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, but as you may have heard me say before, you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable as a leader. Yes, um, definitivamente. Yeah. And that is the voice of the one and only Gabriela Ramirez Arellano. ¿Cómo estás? Muy emocionada de estar aquí and so excited. I love that you say my name right. So many times people try to botch it up. Ramirez? Well, that or they're like, oh, can you say that again? It sounds so sexy. <laughs> Poor you, uh, with Talk a about sexy being name. called out in public. <laughs> so, <laughs> my gosh, I, I feel like today I, I'm super excited to talk about this specific topic. Um, mainly because uh, Gabby and I have done some very similar things with like-minded individuals around us who are leaders in organizations who get sought out, sought out after for helping. Um, build a culture in different companies. So I feel like this is one that you and I can talk about forever, but for the sake of um, keeping our listeners' attention <laughs> in a very um, busy world, we'll, we'll make it quick. So uh, today's topic, dun, 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 empathy. Specifically, being an empathetic leader. Empathetic leader. That's why you heard her right. We're going to be talking about empathy. So, because we know that empathy and sympathy are two words that are um, a lot of times confused, we are going to define it for you today. And I'm going to open it up to Gabriela to define, to give her definition in Spanish of empathy. ¿Cuál es esa, Gaby? Bueno, para um, una definición fácil o corta es saber leer a la otra persona, o sea, tener la habilidad de ponerse en el lugar de otros o poseer un sentimiento de participación efectiva en la realidad que afecta a otra persona, ¿no? Entonces, ¿cómo podemos, bueno, tú platica del inglés and then I can give some examples. Yeah, so the definition in English is actually almost exactly the same. The ability to understand and share the feelings of another, plain and simple. So what is really important about learning language is learning empathy for another culture. That's an example that I found on Google. So um, empathy and sympathy are confused a lot of times. So I'm just gonna like 
real quickly here talk about the two so that we can just set the stage, right? So empathy essentially is a term we used for the ability to understand another person's feelings as if we were having them ourselves, kind of like putting ourselves in their shoes. Mm -hmm. Sympathy refers to the ability to take part in someone else's feelings, mostly by feeling sorrowful about their misfortune. Kind of like, too bad you have to go through that. I feel so sorry for you. Right. So, entender la situación, ¿no? O darles um, apoyo en la situación. So, aunque uno no entienda como si Junior llega todo enojado, quizás yo no entienda por qué se enojó con la persona o no comprendo los detalles de lo que pasó. Pero el hecho de que le digo, oh, wow, te has de sentir bastante frustrado o bastante enojado, es un modo de tener simpatía con él porque le estoy dando valor y le estoy dando um, poder a los sentimientos de él. Sí, me encantó esa definición. So, leader. Leader, yes, I'm talking to you. How can you be more empathetic towards the people who report to you and or your peers? I want to backtrack a little bit. Do it, do ¿Cómo it. Fue que te dijiste que había sido una plática hoy? Una plática hoy era acerca de este uh, mindfulness, being a more mindful leader. ¿Y cómo llegaste a la realiz realización de que quizás no eres tan, no tienes la empatía que creías? Uh, bueno, porque cuando, cuando estamos conversando acerca del, del, del tema, me di cuenta que muchas veces yo estoy yendo a conversaciones ya decidido como con qué dirección es que la persona a cual yo le estoy dando de dirección va a salir de ahí haciendo, just taking the action type of thing. Y muchas veces remuevo uh, el, el, el sentimiento de qué van a sentir, qué están en, en el plato de ellos ya y, y cómo me aseguro que ellos se sienten soportados. Sometimes I don't think about that. Hmm. Yeah, I, I remember thinking sitting there, I'm a horrible leader. Pero ¿por qué? En el sentido de que no piensas en, vamos a decir, alguien que tiene que trabajar tarde y no estás pensando cómo se sienten que tienen que perder el primer día de clases de los hijos o like, en qué sentido te sientes mal. Bueno, por ejemplo, en el sentido es que yo, yo me encuentro que a veces yo estoy hablando acerca de what the business calls for and how regardless of what's happening in, in your life, you have to you have to move things around for the business type thing. Yeah, but sometimes I also think that that's a, a male mentality. Hey, this is a unisex show. It is a unisex show, but I think a lot of times, especially in my opinion, in my experience, um, it's easier in the workforce for men to put everything else aside and just focus on work because someone else is taking care of all the things that need to be taken care of. I can see that. And so for you, it seems natural, like, oh, come to work, get over your problems, like move on. But for some people, and it may, it may, it may not even be a gender thing, but for the other person that's responsible for the bulk of the home life, it's harder for them to just come to work and put on their armor, their corporate armor, mm -hmm. or even if you own a business, you know, be conscious of your employees that they're not able to just leave their 
their issues or their problems at the door when they walk in because you want them to lead your business or your organization to high profits. I can see that, you know, but I also see a single dad who has to take their kids to school, pick them up in school. Well, that's why know. I said it might not be gender neutral, yeah. but it, it would be, it falls on the person that has to lead the household. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> anyway, like I said, it's my personal experience. Um, so maybe it's not relevant. Pero siento, sí siento que a veces es más difícil generalmente porque la mujer asume el rol de la responsabilidad desde la casa y no quiere decir que solo nosotros tenemos eso pero en el caso también hay muchos señores, papás, esposos que asumen ese rol y ellos también quizás sientan lo mismo que no es tan fácil dejar toda la emoción y todos los problemas o las ansiedades en la puerta cuando lleguen al trabajo al negocio Yeah, I think it is very relevant I think it's very relevant. Um, but yeah, I also agree that some of it sometimes can be a situation, but historically, yeah, you're right. Since the women usually are the ones who have more responsibilities at home, per se, or have had that responsibility, I can see that. You know, but as a leader, like, how do we practice that empathy towards everyone, right? Like, how do we how do we stay in tune with um, what somebody else could be going for? going through but while also balancing the needs of the business right y eso creo que es lo difícil when you talk about balancing because even even with some of my clients i feel like once you cross the line to be more empathetic and know more about their personal life then you kind of have to stay involved yeah this is right so you're right there is there has to be some type of balance y creo que también por eso quizás muchas veces es más fácil no tener empatía porque también la empatía viene con responsabilidades. Y toma más tiempo también durante, durante los meetings. Like for example, la razón que yo estaba pensando que a veces yo no soy un, un mindful leader es porque a mí me encantan las meetings de 30 minutos. Me encanta mantenerla 30 minutos because I feel like 30 minutes really focus you to stay on task. So you're in and you're out. Yeah. You're no in. preguntas ni cómo están, ni cómo les fue el fin de semana, nada. Sí pregunto, pero normalmente por la mañana. <laughs> por la mañana. So, si fuiste la primera junta, sí te va a preguntar. Y si es la tercera o la quinta, ya ni le interesas. Sí, yo pienso que parte de eso, Gaby, para mí, mi experiencia es que a veces es más fácil no preguntar porque luego te dicen, oh, it's Monday, it's Monday, or it's Tuesday. Or it's hump day. I can't wait till Friday. But for me, it's like I enjoy working. So I can't really relate to those things, you know. But I do keep my meetings to 30 minutes because I want to stay focused. I want to stay on task. But I realize that that's an opportunity for me. We need you know? to have an episode on the 30-minute meetings. Okay. We can do that while staying mindful. <laughs> but uh, so as a leader, right, like how do you stay uh, first, first of all, let's just take a step back because right? I feel like um, we are assuming that um, people already understand how being empathetic can help them uh, um, can help them be better leaders, right? So, as a leader, um, you and I both know that sometimes you have to deliver messages that aren't the most pleasant. You know, sometimes you're giving messages about certain restructures 
that affect people's jobs uh, and potentially affects their um, just like their their ability their to be yeah their livelihoods right uh, or uh, sometimes you you're delivering a message that's hey that's not what I wanted you to do type of thing right which then forces someone to drop everything they're doing and then have to pivot and go a completely different direction, right? So I feel like being empathetic, when, when we talk about an empathetic leader, you're taking um, not just um, the action, like what needs to happen, uh, the change that needs to happen, the, the message you're communicating about the restructure. You're taking that message and you're thinking about, number one, um, how does that affect me? How do I feel right now delivering this message? You know, a good friend of mine, um, Judy Ryan, um, who is one of the most authentic people that I've ever met in my life, uh, tells me that how she makes decisions is she's either 100% for it or she's not. Yeah, it's either a hell yes or a hell no. Exactly. It's either a hell yes or a hell no. If it's not a hell yes, then forget it. She's not going to spend her time. She's not going to waste her time doing something. So being a empathetic, more mindful leader, you're, you're, you're tapping into that feeling, right? Do I fully understand the message myself? Because if you do, then it'll be more easy for you to explain it to somebody else. Number two, once you've gotten comfortable with the message and fully understood um, the outcome that you're looking for, now it's time for you to tap into what somebody else may feel, what the audience hearing this message, whether it's a one-on-one meeting or a team meeting or a town hall meeting for a company, what could they be potentially feeling when you deliver that message? Mm-hmm. And Gabby, I feel like that is so powerful. You know, when you tune into yourself, but also when you tune into what other people could be feeling, it really allows you to, in a sense, go into the future and take a, think about all those potential things that could happen that can help you prepare ahead of time for it, right? But also, it can help you be more mindful. You know, for example, if you're delivering a message, a tough one that's hard to swallow, being connected, being socially connected, socially aware will, will allow you to deliver the message and just pause. Let people, let it sink in, let the message go go down and then before you move on to the next thing. And that is so powerful, I think. You know, I feel like a lot of people really miss out on that because they're just so focused, myself included at times, on what needs to happen. So here's the message okay, very quickly, what do we need to do now to get to where we're trying to go without allowing people the time to digest it? So are we talking then about being more empathetic like with work stuff or more empathetic of people's life outside of work? I feel like you can do both. Um, And the reason I say that is because uh, people's lives outside of work are directly connected to what they do inside of work. You know, like you can't have an employee, um, I don't care what you say, an employee, not you, but anyone says, right? You can have an employee who's having a horrible personal life and then a successful professional life. You can't do that because the two, I feel like, are, they're intertwined. Mm-hmm. 
So I think that this can apply to just about anything, you know, because when you're delivering this message, you have to think, how is this affecting the person at work? And how is this affecting their personal life? Hmm. Yeah. And so what are you thinking as far as, are there specific tools or a book or, ¿cómo podemos ser más, como dijiste tú, mindful? Mm -hmm. De cómo somos líderes en el trabajo o en la compañía. Yeah, so I think that there is a lot of tools out there. Um, the the first book that comes to mind since you asked about a book uh, is the Daniel Goldman book on emotional intelligence. I think there's another version now, um, um, EQ 2.0 or something like that. That's one book that really breaks down the differences between being self-aware, being socially aware, being situational aware. And I think that there's a, a, a fourth one relationship management there you go that's the fourth the fourth one but also uh, when you talk about different tools that are non-book related you and i have talked about intrinsics before mm -hmm. and taking the intrinsics text to understand your personality your personality how you function how you think uh, but also helping understand other people's personalities as well you know like for example the 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 four colors are green orange gold and blue and i feel like uh intrinsics is a good tool to understand yourself kind of going back to being that having that level of self-awareness first uh but the same task will tell you how you can communicate with other people or different colors as well hmm. yeah so i feel like as a leader that's something that you can do to help you be more successful in your in um and being more empathetic ¿Y qué consejos tienes para las personas que decidimos que, ok, te estoy escuchando, pero yo soy cómodo así como estoy? ¿Por qué crees que tener empatía es importante? Bueno, eh, por dos razones. Respect and likability. So, at the very surface level, a lot of people will tell you that they just want to be respected. But I'm going to challenge that mindset. Uh, and say, what good are you to yourself, to your organization, to your people, if you're respected and feared? Number two, um, likability. You know, so um, not only do you want to be someone who is likable, who's relatable, especially as a leader. I mean, I feel like that's one of the, the best traits that a leader can have is being someone who is easily easy to relate to. Uh, but you also have to be careful there and not be someone who's just like the life of the party, who just comes in and is just a, a great person to talk to, but is not respected. Because I feel like you can also fall into that trap too, mm -hmm. right? So it's like happy mediums that you have to find on your own. Exactly. But I feel like that is connected to social being self-aware and being socially aware. Kind of like time and place type of thing. I've said that many times before. There's a time and there's a place, right? So if the time calls for you to uh, talk about what needs to happen, what what the focus is, um, but there's also a time, and sometimes that time is around the same time, for you to also be more socially aware of the people hearing the message. So be intentionally curious, curious about the people around you. I like how you put that, yeah. Exactly. Oh my gosh, we're having these heartbreaking moments over here that he gets all serious. 
<laughs> yeah, being emotionally curious. I like how you put that. Being emotionally curious about the people around you. Um, so, so powerful. So the challenge. Oh, oh we're, getting, we're getting on a roll with these challenges. We are getting on a roll with these challenges, right? So um, I am going to um, ask the exact same thing that we've asked in a previous episode, and that is for you to set a goal to be more um, self-aware and also be more socially aware by being more empathetic to your to yourself and others. Once you set that goal, I want you to go to our page, AuthenticalPodcast.com at the very bottom of the page, click on Contact Us, and tell us what you're going to do to be more self-aware, to be more socially conscious, to be more empathetic as a as a human being. Uh, and then we will follow up with you within 30 days to check up on you, see how you're doing with your goal. This is a, as Gabby has said before, guilt-free, judgment-free, judgment-free uh, message. Just just check it in to see how you're doing. And Junior and I are joining you all on this challenge because. We both identified earlier that we want to be more uh, self-aware and socially aware. Yeah. So why don't you also check up on us and see what we're doing to be more self-aware and socially aware. Así que si nos ven por ahí en la calle, pregúntenos que cómo vamos en este reto. Ya saben, Gaby lo dijo ya. Thanks so much for listening in. 